0: Hallelujah. Praise God, brethren. Sure good to see you. I don't see anybody here which hadn't come. Praise God. Amen. (laughs) I'm so glad to be with you. Amen. Lift up the name of Jesus and enjoy Him. Oh, I like that. Enjoy Him. Thank God. Relish the Lord. What a wonderful, wonderful time last night. Closeness of God. I tell you what, uh, you know, Brother Morgan, when you were talking a while ago, I thought about years and years ago that uh, we just took time for the Word of God. And it wasn't always a a lot of hype. It was uh, the solid Word of God. Oh, Brother, uh, how many hours? Brother Wise's uh, Bible studies was always three hours long, see? And uh, then you'd have people like Brother B. Eccles that was just that taught. He would go to a local church and teach three hours. But local churches had him. People heard the Word of God. Good, solid Word of God. And so that's good, isn't it? That's right. Good word of God. And I cannot tell you uh, adequately how much I have enjoyed this experience of being here and the way the meeting has been conducted in all of God's good blessings and what God has said to us in uh, this uh, particular meeting, and what I have felt and sensed. Oh, just because I, it's movement, it's the way to go. God bless you. You may be seated. <laughs> Praise God. Now, I thank the Lord for his goodness. It's my privilege to be here. And I'm very grateful for the invitation. I appreciate it so very, very much. Um, I thank God for it. Praise God. I want to... Uh, <clears throat> First of all, this morning, just simply um, talk about where we are uh, a little bit as a movement. And uh, we are where, of course, <clears throat> a solid growth has brought us. Uh, I mentioned particular situations that I can distinctly remember how we started and how God has been with us. I want to say humbly and carefully that um, in movement and progressiveness, you cannot escape change and a different way of doing things. The Word of God never changes. Jesus said some things, I think, that are indicative, like he described himself, his posture, his um, operational mode. He said, I am three things, the way, the truth, the life, and he he, he described uh, several things there. The way, which means, indicates movement, that would take you from point A to point B, that it is the absence of stagnation, and uh, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's movement. We, we, we transmit and uh, the product that is carried across the boundaries of all nations across cultures across time is truth and truth never changes it is the same yesterday today and forever and I am the way I am the truth and I'm the energy that gets it there I am that which motivates and and so on so we see this acted out in the church of the living God that that it's from faith to faith it's from victory to victory and that we move forward in the Lord and uh, truth doesn't change it'll never change but um, it uh, is propagated and uh, it is spread it is carried forward it is moved, and uh, this is God's way. So, <clears throat> in the process of this, of course, the, sometimes there's discomfort and all of that. I remember so well at the time of the merger. Uh, people think you refer back to it if it's all just glorious situations. Well, friend, I was there. I, I didn't. Uh, I suffered some during the merger. I happened to be at a small work in Wichita Falls, Texas at that time, and uh, just a little small group of people. I think about uh, 20, 25, we were worshiping in a a dwelling house that we gutted out. Had no Sunday school rooms, and um, we had no automobile. We walked miles and miles, knocking doors and attempting to do the work of God. We dreamed about the day that would come that we would have 40 in Sun school. And uh, so uh, I was determined if we, I can't make this thing grow. I am going to do something that will be evidence of the fact that I tried. I'm going to leave a mark here. This place is going to look different when I leave, at least. And uh, if I can't gain a bunch of people, I'm going to make this more presentable. I'm going to do something. And let's all say do something. Do something. You know, this laying around business and uh, this lazy business, that won't cut it. It's... uh, uh, do something, dear God, something, amen, and uh, so uh, I can't, I'm no carpenter, but uh, I put a new set of doors on their building, took the house door off and made a nice set of double doors, I'm no concrete man, but I put a concrete porch on there, I'm no uh, gardener, but I put, put flower beds around the place. I'm no painter, but I painted the place, and uh, dressed the place up, and so on, but during that time, it was merger time, too, and uh, we had the merger, and two organizations came together, and uh, so this was up close to the Oklahoma border, and um, so there was a group of churches along the border, some on the Texas side, some on the Oklahoma side, that thought that the merger was a blatant compromise and that it was doing the wrong thing to merge and, uh, and uh, it ought to be brought to a halt. So they visited me and, and uh, burdened their heart to me and they were going to start another organization. And uh, so uh, they were seasoned men and I was still in my 20s. And I would drive behind the ears, and I just, uh, uh, I didn't know much, but I didn't feel good about just trying to anything, but try, it was straight ahead. So they said, we want you to uh, join us, and um, we're going to have another organization, and so on. And I said, no, I, I don't feel good about that. I don't think I could do that. Well, when I've said that, well, in a calculated way, they coolly looked at me and said, um, you may wish you had. so so well, we know people in your church. And I uh, said, you you may wish that you had. And so, um, sure enough, friend, the little old group I had shrunk and uh, I couldn't, I was helpless. I couldn't do anything. And over in Vernon, they um, they got also got within the church and uh, uh, raised enough dissension until the church moved the pastor, which, as myself, did not choose to go with him. So the church, that church, voted them out, voted one of their brethren in. But a few of the people in the Vernon church went with the uh, pastor, and I spent quite a bit of time over in Vernon to help them get them into a building and uh, so on. And um, I remember in desperation one evening riding a bus over to the house of one of the brethren and I didn't have any recourse. I had, but I talked to him and finally I got down on my hands and knees and I crawled across his, his, his um, living room, put my hands on his knees, tears running in my cheeks. I said, please, please, leave my church alone. Please leave my church alone. And so, now, movement. Any time that you do and you move, you're going to move from one point to another point. And in the process of it, there's always adjustment. And uh, it uh, is sometimes uncomfortable. Uh, When your kids grows through the years of teenage and on up, you're going to experience some discomfort. And uh, when they get ready to get married, you're going to experience some apprehension. Sometimes they make the right choice sometimes they get the wrong choice. That's what frightens us. is it the right choice, the wrong choice? And obviously there's apprehension in times like that but that's that's the realities of life. some realities you face. <coughs> and so here we go. Uh, we are where, If we counted oneness believers, after all of the eventualities that we could refer to today, uh, they would number in the millions of people worldwide of uh, people who have been baptized in Jesus' name and been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And this has happened in 106 years. And uh, it's uh, less time than that count when revelation of baptism in Jesus' name came to us. In relation to the religious world, uh, we are the people of the Second Reformation. We need to get that into our mind, that we are not a product of the Lutheran Reformation. We have a reformation that of our own. Not our own, but God gave it to us and made us responsible for it. And this took place in 1915. The Lutheran Reformation made a tremendous historic splash and is well recognized. I want you to know, friend, that the Pentecostal Reformation that took place in 1915 had more change and reform to it than the Lutheran Reformation had. And it completed the the final break between Catholicism and the uh, framework of the New Testament church. It was a completion of that. It is something to celebrate. Sometimes we do not treasure that particular break and that tremendous historic uh, mark in history that took place in the year of 1915. So, we are identified as the uh, people, actually, of the second Reformation, of the final break of the final reform between uh, the Clinton and uh, the Catholic Church, and uh, which lasted 1,200 years and the world was in darkness. The Bible was in Greek, and that was chained to the pulpit, and the only people that read the Bible was the priest that they could read Greek, and the rest of the people all they heard was what they wanted to hear and they were prisoners of, uh, of something that they could not help and they were held prisoners for 1200 years this is the reason why the doctrine of the Trinity is so deeply installed in, into the fabric of religion today but gradually, listen to me carefully on this point. It is weakening, and people want to talk about it less and less. And they almost embarrassed if you ask them particulars about it, because um, it's um, uh, it, it, the, the position is taken is um, is is not truth. But um, so people are backing away from it. The, Progressively, the Baptist Church, for instance, has gotten stronger over the years over their declaration the the Godhead, more and more emphasizing deity of Jesus Christ, and less and less the uh, theory of the Trinitarianism and so on. So there is movement, and there is progress, and there is things taking place. It is good for us to be sensitive and detect and recognize and appreciate the fact that uh, that we're going somewhere, that God has a purpose and intent, and we're on the way. A special people with a special message. Praise God! That was birthed uh, in the year of nineteen and uh, fifteen. Um. Uh, now, for 506 years, the uh, first uh, Reformation uh, has been in history. And, but the people that is, points that as the time of their birth beginning, the denominations attached there are uh, dying. Even Southern Baptists themselves, which has been a very strong positive growing group of people and I, when I name them I'm, I'm not talking disparaging I, I don't I don't have time to slam bang and uh, be negative on, on I just simply don't believe what people teach and I don't mind telling them and uh, and so on but I don't it's, what did Jesus say the disciples said uh, we found people casting out devils and in your name, they're not with us. And we said, stop it. And what did Jesus say? He said, what we need to do is give them a good letting alone. And just as if they didn't exist. And get on with what you've got to do. And take care of your assignment. And don't blow your brains over things that uh, you can't help. And you can't do a thing about it. Get with it. Take care of your responsibility. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, just let it alone. Amen. Amen. While I'm on that, I want to say this uh, uh, to uh, what I I feel like is is a good practice. The things that you can't help, the things that you can't do anything about, uh, don't worry. Let it alone. That's right. Well, I started to get my hair cut and the Barber he snugged up the apron around me and pinned it and he said well what do you think about the Super Bowl and I said well I don't know uh, he said well did you see the Super Bowl I said no I didn't and he said well where were you and uh, so on and uh, I said I can't remember where I was and when it took place and I probably just told him, I said, you know, they've been working on that for ever since I can remember for years and years and then got it fixed yet. And I said, if after close to 100 years you ain't got anything fixed, I said, uh, I just won't bother with it and, and just leave it alone. Amen. <laughs> you can't fix it? Well, Get away from it. Amen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Time is the corn of life. How is it that you would allow food to spend it for you? All the, the, the palaver, the comedy, and things of that nature. How you spend your time. That makes a lot of difference. Yes, it does. Glory, glory. Well, that. Maybe that didn't sound too good. <laughs>
1: Praise
0: God, we got we got a great assignment. Let's get on with it. That's right. A lot of things that uh, uh, even even this. And uh, here again, I'm going to uh, maybe uh, disparage myself here some, but when it comes to uh, just getting. Picking up with prophecy itself in book, oh, it's got to be this way. It's got to be. In, when I received the B- baptism of the Holy Ghost, as Brother Weeks was preaching, he proved conclusively, In a shadow of a doubt, that Mussolino was going to be the Antichrist, and because he was from Rome and then from Italy, and and it was going to happen. It had to be that way, and and he nailed it down. And Brother, I. I shook and trembled and I came to God and I was just a kid but I wanted to beat Mussolini to the punch and get filled with the Holy Ghost and, and so on and these things happened. Well, soon I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost we needed some kola and uh, because the lamp couldn't, it was about to run out of light. So I took a dozen eggs and went down to Mallory's store and uh Traded a dozen eggs for a gallon of coal oil. And um, so uh, they, they filled up my can with coal oil and popped the potato over the spouts to, keep them, to spill them out. And uh, I was barefooted and uh, I had that bucket of coal oil and was ready to go home. But Mussolini was cutting up over there and, and war was going on and so I was... They just walk out and there's a fellow sitting around smoking and chewing tobacco front. And he was talking about Mussolini and what's going to happen and so on. And, and um, so I, when I came by, I said, well, you know, uh, the Bible talks about some of that stuff, right? Well, what's the Bible said? I don't know. I said, you need to ask some of these holy rollers. They said, the holy rollers know quite a bit about the Bible. And um, so, and say, I came by. Hey, Buddy Pugh, uh, you're a holy roller. Uh, what What do you think about Mussolini and so on, so on? The Lord blessed me with a good memory, and and when I was interested in something, it stuck in my mind, and and I remembered almost uh, word for word about everything Brother Weeks had said. So uh, all I needed was an audience, you know, and I just set that bucket of coal oil down and. Squared away, and I let them have Brother Weeks's messages, and and uh, <clears throat> spent over an hour there delivering his sermon. Boy, they were transfixed, and they kept. And I told you those horror rollers. Boy, don't look at that, that kid; those horror rollers. Now, I didn't. Uh, I have to confess to you that I didn't give Brother Weeks any credit, and uh, I just took all the glory. <laughs> <laughs> But but it so happened that Brother Mussolini didn't, he wasn't about Look, folks. Let's, let's get with some of that stuff we've been getting with here. That's how to do it better. How to get souls saved. How to build churches. So, and what we can't help. Well, let's Let's get a Let's go on with it. That's right. Let's use our time to the best advantage. Put our days where it counts. Amen. Make our mind as good as we possibly can. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. nominations that, uh, since, uh, uh, oh, since 70 years ago, been on a slant and a decline even the Baptists themselves uh, for the first time in their history they begin to suffer de- decline last year and uh, it's been very interesting to me to watch a Baptist church it's just been down the street from us at a large church Temple Baptist Church moving into another location between Odessa and Midland now but listen, listen. Deep down in the bowels of that religious machine, a strong church, a lot of people attend. Things working, moving, stirring that you would ordinarily not know anything about. There was lots more attached to the movement of of Temple Baptist Church from a low, one location to another the leadership of that church and uh, the deacon board and so on had had too much contact with tongue speaking people and things of that nature and there was the the realization that we need to make some changes here. Well friend, <clears throat> that don't go well in the Baptist circles they was just um, um, very fundamental and uh, so on. But Let it be known. It's not just the change of location. We're going to change some other things. Our worship uh, style is changing. This is changing. This is changing. What am I saying this far today? I'm talking about movement. I'm talking about things that are happening. It is not good for us to try to settle upon our lees and to say it don't matter and so on. It's What are you saying to me, Lord? And and to be sensitive to the Spirit, to the leadership of the Spirit, to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Seven churches of Asia, each of them we do believe, most of us believe, I'm thinking, that all represent a different church age. And to each particular church age was a different message. But always that particular message uh, urging was there he that hath an ear to hear let him hear what the spirit is saying to this age and to this age and this age I'm the way truth life I'm the energy that moves it down the way the truth never changes cross whatever boundary boundary you carry or whatever ethnic group it goes to it remains the same I believe that. I believe that. That's right. That's right. Praise God. Yes, sir. But I'm so happy to be an excited over with and moving with a very distinguished group, with a very identified group, the people of the Second Reformation. Praise God. We bear the load and uh, responsibility of history. I remember (coughs) the Church of Christ having some dealings with the Church of Christ, so astute and strong in their doctrinal position. My wife's folks, um, most of her people are Church of Christ. (coughs) And I want to say to their credit, they're morally very good people. They live a clean life. They're honest people. And uh, we uh, have family reunions and so on. Large crowd of people, not a one smoke. And uh, they're church attenders. They're people of the word and so on. I appreciate the good that is there. But. Uh, uh, we had a family reunion at the Davis Street Church of Christ downtown Dallas about four or five years ago, or maybe six years ago. And so in their reception area, we had our family reunion. So while I was there, uh, one of uh, my wife's cousins uh, I remarked to her, I said, this is a nice, very nice plant year, this uh, church building in Osmond, <coughs> everything was so nice. She said, I'd like to show you around, Uncle Jay, and um, I said, be glad to. So, she walking. she said, we've had lots of changes here, she began to talk, she opened up, said, we've lost lots of people, and uh, she began to talk, I said, you've lost people? Oh, yes, lost lots of young people. And uh, I said, I didn't know that. Oh, yes, and she dwelt on that. It's better now. Uh, we have a different pastor. We've changed our worship. We use music now, and uh, we do this, that, and we have a different approach to quite a few things. And then just what about eight months ago, I guess, two of her, my wife's relatives were in service with us in Odessa. One of them holds two doctorates. He is uh, a in law, and is uh, a very fine fellow. I simply know him. He's Patrick. He's a good guy. Another well-educated uh, cousin with him. And um, so they were in town, and so they show up to Pentecostal Church that morning for worship. And uh, so we have church. and Terry and my son preached. Preached a good sermon. And the Lord blessed the Word of God. And it went forth. And, and so it came right down to closing. <clears throat> and uh, I did something i never done before. But I felt free to do it. Because we tried to be led of the Spirit. And be guided by God. And it came right to closing. I sat where Brother Morgan is sitting, uh, location-wise, in the church. That's where I always sit. And there I, I hoop and holler and worship God. I came off the platform two nights after I had resigned the church, and he had elected pastor. And I, you know, we didn't talk about where I was going to sit when I was not pastor anymore, so I, I just didn't even think he Terry didn't say anything about it. I didn't even think to ask him or, or tell him where I wanted to sit. I just walked up there. So, But I was sitting up there, and I thought, well, I wonder where in the world so-and-so is. This is a third t- service i would missed. And, and um, so, and then looking around, after a while I thought, oh, come off of that. You've been doing that for, for close to 60 years, and uh, uh, enough's enough. And uh, so I came, I walked right straight off of the platform. I sat down there and turned my back. And as the Bible said, forgetting those things which are behind me. And uh, I look forward to the prize, prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So I get with it down there, you know, and uh, have a great time in the Lord. But he was closing and Bang. That something hit me and, and I jumped forward and reached out for the mic. I said, I'll close it. Well, I didn't insult any preacher. You know, I stepped in. Didn't bother. Shoo, stuck it out. I turned and I just started quoting a poem. Bang like that. It closed just right. I looked back and those two Church of Christ people were sitting. and God was there and I moved. And man, they were transfixed with what they felt. And that woman was so stirred. And, and she came to me with tears in her eyes. She said, I've never experienced anything like this before. If I lived in Odessa, Texas, this is where I would come to church, to this church right here. There is movement. There is movement. Lynn Anderson, a devout Church of Christ man. His brother is a devout Church of Christ. Both of them preachers in the Church of Christ. I picked up a book on a bargain counter, Managing the Winds of Change by Lynn Anderson. And I found out I had picked up a workbook that he used in going into Church of Christ, who has lost thousands and thousands of young people, who has merged churches to stay in business and so on. There is change in the religious world. While they are dying, we are growing. Amen. There is movement. Amen. We are the people of the Second Reformation. We have a particular obligation and a point, and it's built around truth. Amen. The truth is carried down the way by the energy of the life. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Yes, sir. So, he told about the declension and <clears throat> the change and the losses of the church of Christ in his book, workbook, and so on and uh, he told about how that in his weariness he went to uh, the swiss alps resort and rest and a particular location where many executives retired or came to just simply to rest the veranda that they would sit on and look at the beauty of the Snow-covered mountain peaks and all, and and fellows that never met one another before in a calm way just talk and visit. And common question was, what kind of business are you in? And what country are you from? And -and so-and-so they talk. Well, uh, my name is so-and-so. My business is such-and-such, and and I'm from such-and-such country. So they asked one guy that, Lynn Anderson relates in his book and that what kind of business, well, he said, I've got the strangest businesses ever been represented here, he said, it in this chalet. He said, I take the guts out of old churches and I decorate bars with them. And uh, he said, the guts out of old churches? Yeah, well, how in the world, uh, I didn't know. Uh, how do you get at get that? He said, you'd be surprised at how many churches shutting down. And said, I get a lot of that material out of England, said Methodist church, said especially, said the church is closed. Well, yeah, Yeah, that guy, Wesley, he was a fellow, he did a lot of preaching, rode a horse right in town, and he stopped and he'd preach and he'd build a church and, and it grew, and they had a lot of churches and all, but dying and so on, I, I, uh, I'll take the guts out of them, so they, they got great woodwork, and the wood is good, and it's fine grain, and it's, and um, I decorate bars, and he made mention, he said, the most well decorated bar for instance in in texas usa is in abilene boy i read that that's just not too many miles from where i live and uh, of course i've never been in there you know to look at and but uh, he said i've got the guts out of two churches in that bar in abilene texas and said it's the most beautiful thing that you could see yeah and uh, Dying churches. They're the products of the Lutheran Reformation who took a few grains of truth and went with them as far as it could go. But this truth that we're talking about is carried by the energy of life. Praise God. And it's carried across all boundaries and 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 so on. Amen. And he, Lynn Anderson told about being at one of their conventions, and he said, I looked over, saw an old friend of mine leaning against the wall, and he was just looking down at the floor, and, and uh, I walked over to him, clapped him on the shoulder, said, hey, man, I said, how you doing? So I said, it looked like it took would take five minutes for him to drag his eyes up off the pattern that's in the carpet, and. Looked me in the face, heaved a sigh, and he looked at me and said, Lynn, said, how uh, am I doing? i not good. He said, What's the matter, Lynn? I've lost my dream. And he said, Lynn, what's a man going to do when he loses his dream? Well, I want to accent that today. The promise in the first apostolic sermon preached in the second chapter of Acts was there's two things that's going to happen in the church. The young is going to see visions. The old is going to dream dreams. It's not going to be dreams about the past. It be some dreams about the future. I want to talk to you about some of my dream here today. Praise God. What could be and where could we go. Praise the Lord. What I feel deep inside of me that God would like for us to do. Hallelujah. Your old men will dream dreams. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm going to get to that. The... Assembly of God is really having its problems now. In the year of 1969, I was living in St. Louis at that time, and I discovered that there was going to be a top-level meeting of the leadership worldwide of the Assembly of God officialdom in St. Louis. And it was going to be the apex and culmination of five years of intense study and work. Because the Assembly of God was going to reevaluate their entire program and they were going to determine what that they could do to uh, make themselves better and bigger. So I like to learn. I want to know what's going on. And I'd like. And so, I made in my business, I was right over there at that meeting. There was no signs up that no visitors was allowed, and this is only for the AOG and uh, nothing like that. I walk right in. I make myself at home. I attend some of the committee meetings, and uh, I am uh, got my ears open, and I'm listening, and. Uh, they had it well planned. They had done lots of work. This was simply the summation, the coming together and, uh, and making final decisions. I listened to them, and uh, I uh, shall not forget the finalization which came on Friday night after a week of meetings. I sat there, and I heard Tom Zimmerman, who was a young man at that time, newly elected coming into a place of leadership, a great visionary leader. And so he began to read the things that had been decided because the irresponsible official was on site to uh, close the uh, decision on those things. One of the things that he read got my attention, and it was this, and these are his exact words. From this point on, the assembly of God is going to posture itself more as evangelical instead of Pentecostal. We believe that we can reach more people by being postured as evangelical than we can reach as being postured as Pentecostal. Those is exact words. I said to myself, hey, man. I hope you know what you're doing. I don't think you do. And, uh, and so he didn't. They didn't. Did they grow in numbers tremendously for 20 years? Yes, sir. But then it's changed. Listen. When the charismatic movement put it in its appearance... It had more people getting the Holy Ghost. It had more spunk and go and zip and so on. The assembly of God had came, become like a Baptist church and, and so on. It, uh, they had absolutely no defense against the charismatic movement. They lost churches. They're still losing them and they're still losing people and they're shrinking in size and there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that they can do about it. They still were a product of the first reformation. We are not that. There is a break there. We come from a different mindset, and we are based upon a different emphasis and truth. Yes, sir. We are the people of the second reformation. We are different. We are a different cut and so on. We are God is expecting something different from us, Amen. I don't fuss with other people' denominations. I don't. Uh, pardon me if uh, for making um, even names here. I I just. But I don't. I don't fool with them either. I don't spend time with them. That's not my business. That's that's my my, my week. I'm not responsible there. Amen. This, this, here's where I'm accountable. As Here is where I'm responsible. Let me put my time, my mind, my energy into this. Praise God. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible speaks about singleness of heart. So... Uh, Time passed by. I was riding on a plane. <coughs> I was working on something in the Bible, and I was uh, busy with it there. There was a couple of younger fellows came in. They were set across the aisle from me. And noticing noticed them glancing over my way once in a while. So I finished my Bible and closed it. And I, when I closed my Bible, immediately the fellow sitting next to the aisle said, that's a good book you got there. I said, The best. He said, You're a preacher? I said, Yes, sir. And um, he said, We figured you were. And um, so he said, We're preachers. And um, uh, I said, What uh, religious group are you with? He said, We are with the Assembly of God. And uh, I said, he said, What group are you with? I said, i um, United Pentecostal oh he said you're oneness and I said yes sir and uh, I, he said well we're we're acquainted with that and um, so then this next question is what are you folks doing with the uh, charismatic movement uh, about the charismatic movement and I said well I don't know we're not doing anything and I said um, what uh, What's the deal? He said, uh, "They uh, said we're having a meeting to, and uh, dealing with it in our next general conference and what to, what to do about them." I said, "Is that right?" I said, "I didn't know that." Why? yeah. So they steal churches, they take whole, they get take property, and they they take people, and said. Uh, uh, you can't trust them, and, and so on. But in our next uh, general conference, and it'll be held in in, in the um, regions this year. Well, the fellows in Springfield will be there, and um, we're going to meet that, and we're going to talk about it, and uh, we're going to see what can what can be done about the uh, charismatic problem. And. So I said, well, that's interesting. I'd like to sit in on that and I'd see what you do. And uh, I said, um, uh, where's your next meeting going to be? In the Southwest District uh, uh, region. And well, he said, well, I don't know yet, but if you give me a name and address, I'll let you know as soon as I find out. Well, I didn't think he would. Gave him my name and address, but sure enough, here come a letter later on. and he said, we're going to have a big meeting in Las Vegas and such and such date and, and um, so on. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going to do that. I want to know what, they, what their disposition is. And um, so um, he uh, uh, went to uh, uh, Wife said, Well, yeah, I'll go with you. I've got some work that I need to do and need to be concluded. You get a cheap room, I heard in Las Vegas. We get a cheap room, and the, the food's cheap, and and uh, so we'll we'll get a bunch of work done. And so then she said later on, I don't think I want to go. To Las Vegas. I said, You gotta go. I'm not going to Las Vegas by myself. And uh, so she did, and uh, so I set in on that. Friend, those Assembly of God fellows had planned that good. They are good at organization. They had David Duplicey there that had gone charismatic, and now he had come back, and now they had him making the rounds, all of these regions, and they were showing that here he has come back home to the Assembly of God. I knew what had happened. I've been around an organization long enough to detect how the wheels turned on that one. And um, I can imagine Tom Zimmerman picking up his phone one day and saying, Hi, David, this is Tom, and uh, just want to check on you, how you doing, and so on. Hey, it's been a long time since we had some time. Why don't you and the missus come up to Springfield and um, visit with us and, and uh, just have a little time together? So they did, and then one day I just imagined that he said, David, you don't uh, need to be out there with the charismatic group. You have bill, this Seminole God thing. What, you need to come home. You're, you're not as young as you used to be, and the, when you die, David, I want you to have a Seminole of God funeral, and uh, I want I you to be put away like you're supposed to, and so Well, I know, Tom, but, you know, I have to meet with a board. And I've been, I was preaching when some of those fellows on the board was wearing knee breeches, and I can't come crawling in there and want my license back. Well, I can imagine he says, don't worry about that. We'll fix that. We'll just, it's going to be all right. And so, so there David Duplessis was, and he was letting them know that the assembly of God was a place to be. And so. Come on down to the last day. And that was when it was everything come up. They'd been having these great testimonies all through the conference about what was happening to the of God. And and he was skilled. And nothing wrong with that. He was just well run. Hey, there's Brother say, Hey, Brother, it's good to see you. Come up, up here and give us a testimony. Well, I knew that he, and he came up and he told about the fact one fella from... Arizona. He said, we had 100 people get the Holy Ghost last Sunday night. And um, he's got a big Ch- God church in, in uh, Arizona in uh, Phoenix. And uh, what's his name? can't remember. But uh, so, uh, huh? That's it. That's a man. And um, so, ever, but now... Fellows from Springfield, officials are there. And I know what's happened before they came. And nothing wrong with what's happened that was right. They anticipate the questions gonna be asked in this, uh, this uh, open house deal when they confront the charismatic problem. And so, they went all these questions, and then they tabulated them. And these are the guys that's gonna be tr- with me in these meetings. All right, let's divide these questions up. And so, how about you taking this one, Brother So, and you take this one, this one, get them all divided. I want you to study every one of these and have a Bible answer for it, and so on when this question is asked. And so, when the questions were asked, Tom Zimmerman, I'd see him glance down. Uh, Brother So, and so, (laughs) how about you (laughs) uh, dealing with that question? Well, sure. And he did the right thing. They had been warned, don't give your opinion. And they did the right right thing. Well, let's just see what the Bible said. He pulled that Bible in, and that was the right thing to do. Read it out of the Bible. But the big surprise was, it was a surprise to me, instead of bringing all these questions up about the charismatic thing, the big questions that was brought up over and over: What are we going to do about the Jesus only um, situation? And so I was shocked, and and all. And then finally, how do you answer them about this baptism in Jesus' name? Oh, oh! Now then, it's it's some coughing and it's some shuffling and it's uh, a little difficult now. It gets a little sticky, you know. And uh, what to say. When I got on to the room, I said, I got the surprise of my life. I thought they had buried us out of their memory long time ago. I find out that we're very much alive to them because, friend, the people of the Second Reformation <laughs> simply had to brought some truth. Amen. <coughs> we're here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Woo.
0: Let's all say we're here. We're here. We're, here. we're here. we're here. Let's say it again. We're, we're here. And God is expecting something from
1: us. All right. That's right.
0: There should be a sense of destiny yes. and purpose that should energize us. Yes. There should be life in this thing. to Take it down the way, praise God. Is there not a cause? Is there not Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. We're not preaching that about just simply accepting Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. Amen. Putting our finger upon scriptures and acts of the apostles. Praise God. Hallelujah. About what? Three years ago. Nathan Scoggins and his wife left in the with us, so we go out to IHOP for breakfast. Is that IHOP or one now? IHOP. So uh, we uh, go in there, and the son wife his wife's head. And here comes Nathan and his wife, and then my wife. I'm bringing up the back. Waitress is hurrying us to the table. Suddenly somebody grabs my right arm as I come by the table. And I stop and I turn. And there sits the pastor, the first Seminicot Church. And then another brother, probably. Another Semicod Church. The fellow is so kind and gracious. Well, would you know, he said. We were just sitting here. And um, we were just talking about you, brethren. And I said, oh, 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 oh. Oh, no, no, no. He said, it was good. I said, good. He said, we were talking about your strengths. Let's all say strengths. Strengths. Let's say it again. Strengths. Finally, I want to tell you my prediction today. There's going to come a time where much of the slush, the quandary, and people that forget about this. Isn't it startling that some people seem to think that they know as much as God knows in this day and time? That they've got all the answers to question everything? In time, society rebels against its own self. Because it reaches a point that the road we've been traveling down is not right. It does not work. And people are going to wake up to the fact, morally speaking, socially speaking, relationally speaking, we're wrong. We don't have all the answers. Amen. Where are they? What is the answer? Amen. Amen. There have been the periodic uh, spirit surges in our past, and uh, I just want to touch on them uh, because it, it might be informative to you in point of history. I can remember the days that, uh, of uh, the entrance of little David's meetings and so on, and these created quite a stir, a small fella, 12 years old or a little older, who was a phenomenon. won his Pentecost and so on, made such a stir that um, a pastor left the largest one is Pentecostal church we had in our ranks to sponsor him on the field. And uh, Brother N.A. Urshan took the church after this man left and pastored it until he became general superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church but uh, I remember when little David was about this tall when his dad along with a group of other people came to um, a town out from Natchitoches uh In the Red River Delta, what the name of that town? And there were farmers there. Here, this group comes in in two big Graham Page cars, and um, they believed in all things common. Little David's dad was Jack. His name was Jack Walker, and he was known as Sackcloth Jack. Because that he uh, he was so dominant, and uh, uh, he believed all things coming. I remember distinctly how that they piled out of those big Graham Page cars, and into the house they'd never seen my sister before, and they began to drink up the milk. Well, now uh, on the farm. In case you didn't know it, you milk the cows in the morning, and the milk that you're going to drink, you put it in a bucket and let it down the well and to keep it cool. Uh, the other milk, you put it in a big pan or a container on the, on the table somewhere. That uh, soured and it clabbered, and uh, so, some of us drank the clabber, and um uh, clabber that was left over, well, you, you, you put it all with the cream and put it in the churn, and you churned it, and you got your butter, and uh, you had your buttermilk then. And brother, if you don't know how to drink buttermilk, what in the world's wrong with you? And uh, so, uh, uh, that, uh, but man, that started stirring that cream up that was going to turn into our butter, started drinking all of that milk up. And so on. Oh, don't worry, sister, Jack Walker said. Said, we're just the children of the Lord. And said, uh, we believe in all things coming. And said, what is yours is ours. And what is ours is yours. But they didn't have anything, you see. And so um, it was always a one-way street. They liked that big bunch like to eat my sister, family out of the house and home but friend he was something else he put conducted a powerful one god revival in a schoolhouse there i happened to be up there at the time and you talk about um, stirring up that country and it, it was actually dangerous i remember one day baptism he'd said something he was so abrasive and Made one woman mad, the uh, man mad, thought he had insulted his wife. So baptism's over, and he's going back up to the schoolhouse. Fella fellow stepped out, had a long jackknife, and he, uh, Jack Walker wore overalls. And, uh, and uh, so he, shoom, he stuck that nut blade of that knife up through the bib of those overalls and put his face up, in his, his face uh, Said, "Preacher, I'm fixing to cut your guts out right here." Said, "Nobody insults my wife the way you insulted my wife," and I happened to be standing there, and and uh, that man didn't bat an eye. Well, praise the Lord, brother said, "Cut away," and so on. That was Pentecost at that time, and. Um, uh, Oneness and so on. There's been surges of movement. Let's all say life. Life. Energy builds up and pushes come. There are only three elements that make up climate water, heat, and air. These are only three. They make up the hurricanes. They make up the tornadoes. They make up the sunny days. They make up the rain. They make up the snow. What do you want? Well, I don't know what you want. You just only got three things to work with. God says, I said, no problem. He just takes those three things and stirs them up the way he wants them. and, And, uh, they work together, produce what is needed. Amen. Praise God. In the spirit world, friend, it's, it's the Word. It's the Spirit. Praise God. There's things, and the Bible said in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good to them that love God. Lots of times we don't know exactly what's working. Stuff working, praise God, to bring about another surge of some kind. Amen. Yeah. We're talking about movement. We're talking about going somewhere. Yes, sir. A lot of rain came. And I won't talk a long time about that. I we really talk about it. But some of us old enough to remember the... Uh, Latourine. i would not been in Port Arthur, uh, Odess, uh, Port Arthur very long. And neighboring church that was absolutely one this went to Latourine. Charles Green was a pastor. He became quite a figure in charismatic movement I believe in New Orleans. And uh, I don't know whether he's alive yet or not. But then comes the charismatic. Started as the Christian Businessmen's Association in the Beaumont Port Arthur area. My barber, cutting my hair, he said, "You know, I went to an unusual meeting, so I'm and so, so And he, what was it? Well, it's the Christian Businessmen's Association and all, and and um, they're just kind of having some meetings of their own and. What's happened? What was happening? They got tired of the dead cold stuff that they had to put up with in their church, and they reached out because they were hungry. I'm here to tell you that the dynamics of the human needs sometimes demand particular things, and there is a working and there is movement, and it comes about. If God be for us, who can be against us? Praise God. Jesus said in one place if I helped the pieces, of the very rocks that cry out. Rocks? Yeah, the rocks are on our side. This whole thing belongs to God. All things work together for the good to them of love God. They're called according to his purpose. Praise God. I believe that. Praise God. Woo! This old business of whining and moaning and groaning and feeling like that come off of that praise God let's get on with it praise God hallelujah glory so (coughs) I talked to my barber I said well that's interesting tell me some more about that I said, I'd like to I'd like to go to one of those meetings and so on so what I was really after so is about him in our church so went over man there was doctors there was lawyers and all and tears on their cheek hungry and didn't know what to do where to go and, but reaching so I just hung around and and Paul said, "Being crafty, I caught you a guy." And I uh, said, "Oh, that's great! That's wonderful! Yeah. But you know, there's something more to it than that." I said, "Yeah, there's, there's some. Uh, what about this? This in the Scripture here?" And so, well, I don't have, I've never heard of that before. I said, "I'd like to have a Bible study with you." Well, uh, where? You, well, what, that'd be fine. Where do you think we could meet? The barber said, well, uh, you know, we can meet in the barbershop. We've got plenty of seats here for us. We're talking about several then. Ended up, I baptized 13 adults. I baptized a lawyer. Baptized an in insurance category I, uh, And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Bang! These people no problem with holiness standards. Zing! Out of their homes went the TV sets in just short order. Women dressed modestly, began to let the hair grow, and uh, everything was fine. They were faithful to church, tithe payers, the degree, carried away with the Pentecostal experience. Did I keep them? No. Why not? Because of me. I was still very young and so on, and I just, I just, it would have been a different story later on. I could have pastored them, and could have led them, and everything would have been fine. Yeah, that's the reason why, preachers, we always need to be alert, we need to be willing to learn, and so on. I'm not talking about compromising, but we're talking about communication. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. praise God praise God i don't know fro listen to me i've never reached a place in the, in the journey of life that i was justified in being arrogant it it seemed, i', I, I didn't have i didn't have anything to be arrogant about it's just be, i'm a sinner saved by grace let me act like it praise god Yeah, no flesh or glory in His presence. Then, as time went on, the the greatest growth surge that we had back beginning in the year about between 1969 and uh, about 1970 something. For two years during that period, the United Pentecostal Church was the fastest growing group in the United States. And uh, we opened up in we, entire districts, not just churches. And uh, we had growth. I just came from a tremendous meeting, 30 year anniversary, of Brother Hale, in uh, <coughs> Denver. He was relating. He said, Brother Pugh, I was just a young man. said, so the thing that really stirred me was our general conference in Houston, Texas. and said, I remember that day we poured out of that building and we poured out of there singing and shouting and worshiping God. And we poured down the streets of Houston and worshiping and shouting and people, raw sinners, received on the streets the baptism of the Holy Ghost and and said, I witnessed that. And I, I was just greatly moved. Praise God. Basically, the core of that was a change in attitude and a willingness to walk on the water. Brother A.T. Morgan, I was sitting just a few feet from him the day he died. He sat down, thunk on a table. He was trying to conduct a meeting, general board meeting, general conference in um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And then he flopped, sank to the floor. Brother Paul and myself with the first ones to him. His eyes was open. I knew he was dying. And so in that conference, he had to be buried. He was carried to DeRitter, and uh, his grave is in De Ritter, Louisiana, the uh, general superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church. So the general conference and some deliberation voted let's elect a superintendent now. While we're in session. Let there be no lapse. Let there go. Let's go straight ahead. They elected. The secretary. As the general superintendent. Brother. Chambers. Brother Chambers. Came into office. And. Here. Comes some young guys. I come in as General Home Missions Director. Brother Tenney comes in as Foreign Mission Director. Brother Haney comes in as Youth Director. And boy, he's got his hands full. All oh, raring to go. Did you know he did not try to put the bridle on us? I remember the day we sat down and talked. He said, you fellows go ahead said, I just want you to always let me know what you're fixing to do. And let's have a sit-down talk before you get started so that I know what's going on. So that's fair enough. Yes, sir. And uh, he didn't get to preach his general superintendent message because he was busy in DeRitter, seeing about the funeral. And he did not get to preach his first general superintendent message until the next general conference in Atlantic City. I shall never forget it. Here he is. God had hold of S.W. Chambers. A great respect for him. Amen. He, he went straight ahead. I can tell you what his message subject was. He was. It was prophetic. And his statement was this. There are some denominations that are having some problems with growth now. And history says that a religious denomination will be actually alive only 50 years. And after that, it will begin to Decline. And we'll come to nothing. And he said, we will in X number of time we will be 50 years old. He said, what are we going to do? And so he said, my subject tonight is this. We will write our own history. And he went at it. And God's power was there. The people responded. They were ready. Without anybody saying anything, suddenly they would rise and start marching. March, 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 march. right our own history. March, 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 march. Amen. Subside. Then he'd come back to the pulpit and continue his sermon. Come to another great climax. Again, on their feet. march, 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 march we write our own history. we write our own history.
1: Hey!
0: That's exactly what God wants us to do. To write our own history. Praise God. We are a different cut. We are a different people. We are the people of the second reformation. We're to write our own history. To do it God's way. Praise God. To be used of God to speak, to sing, to pray, to be used, praise God. Hallelujah. So I'm just talking about. Old man's dream. The Bible said the old men are supposed to dream dreams. Holy Ghost gives us dreams. Young men see visions. Both of them have to do with the future. I do not want to have to measure or try to manage dead men's dreams. Praise God. Some dreams, some dreams of our own. Matthew, the second chapter, second verse. Wow, 15 minutes are close. Acts, this 22nd, 12. 27th chapter of verse 20. S- simple statement made in that verse of scripture. There was a reason for a uh, catastrophe, a water catastrophe. The reason was there were no stars appeared for many days. And navigation without stars was impossible. There's no stars. Where are we? There was no way of knowing where we are. If there are no stars. And there were no stars. And they did not appear. The scripture says after for many days after many directional nights, the ship that Paul and over 200 others were on wrecked on a strange island but 58 years prior to that the record has it that there was a small group of strange men that emerged out of the night and they had a different story 58 years prior those men very objectively said where is he That's born king of the Jews no ifs, no ands, no buts they knew what they were doing they knew where they were the reason they gave was simple For we have seen his star. And we have come to worship him. Praise God. And the star made all the difference in the world. What have I been doing here today? I've been talking about star guidance. A way that took you somewhere. The energy to get on that way. The reason for making the trip—that you've got a tremendous product, you've got truth, you've got a cause. Praise God. Got direction. Matthew, second chapter, verse two. Where is he? This born king of the Jews. I can see those guys come straight to the king's palace. That's where we ought to go. He ought to know. And. uh, So. Talks to the porter. Want to see the king. We're from the east. So and so. Something about their demeanor. Something about maybe the dress. Something about. Preston. So they get the audience with the king. Without any. uh, Any preliminary. The question came. And. You want to say, wait a minute here, you guys. It's a good way to get yourself killed. King of the Jews. He says he's king of the Jews. You come barreling in here and, and saying that you're looking for the king king of the Jews. So, on. sometimes you just can't avoid all. There's no difference, you know. <laughs> it's, well, yes, there is a difference. Sorry about that can't just say that Amen. So I asked the man. I said, "Darrell, can you feature heaven populated with people that have absolutely no relationship with Jesus Christ?" Well, no. Well, I said, "I can't either." Well. What's the deal, I said? I said, because simply, man, there's no such thing as a relationship without a commitment. You got to you got to commit yourself. You got to put yourself on the line. And Jesus said when he announced the building of the church, if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take his cross and follow me. Hey, you fellows sitting here today, you don't belong to yourself. You belong to Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Different camp altogether. And so their identity was correct. uh, We want the king of the Jews. The location was correct. We see a star. It's right here. The purpose We've come to worship him. Our our purpose is pure. We have no apologies. So they seemed to get a feeling that they were living through something that would never happen again. A high moment, a great moment. And so, yes, sir. I uh, heard an old legion years ago of a woman who answered a knock at her door when she opened the door Jesus Christ was standing there and he said may I come in I would like to talk to you and what why do you want to talk to me up front I want you to taste the sourness of the world's divine regret. I want you to know the loneliness that people have in a life of sin. Name several things. Also, I want to show you stars that you've never seen before. May I come in? I'm sorry. And I closed the door. She was visiting her friend. She said, I had a visit from Jesus. He told me these things. What he would do. Did you let him? No, I didn't let him in. You were wise. It would have cost you. You would have tasted sourness, you would have tasted some agony. But how infinitely poor you were left. For he would have showed you stars that you've never seen before. I have no I got off of a, car at a crossroad in southern Oklahoma on a cold, cold, cold winter night. The wind was blowing fierce. I was hitchhiking. When I stepped out of that car, the man apologized. He said, I'm sorry, but I'll be turning south here. You're going to Warwick. It's uh, straight down this road here. Highway 81 crossed there, that place. Highway 70 was straight west. And his taillights disappeared into the night, and the howling blizzard that I was in was blowing plumb through me. I had an overcoat on, but it didn't do a bit of good. I knew that I would not live through that night. It was black dark. I looked north on Highway 81. I saw a light. I started trudging, hugging myself toward that light. By the time I got there, I was almost past going. Clumsily knocked on the door. The man came to the door. I could barely talk because my face was so stiff. But I did manage to mumble out the words, Please, sir. Could you let me stay in your barn tonight? I've got to get out of this wind because I will not last out the night if I don't get out of this wind. You didn't have a car? No. I doubted it at that time I'd ever own one. What were you doing? I was out. had an appointment over... If I got to get there, i preach Sunday. Praise God. Why'd you do it? I, we have seen his star. There's something <laughs> worth something. There's something worth more than anything else in the world. The bound. They're bound to be a transcendent reason for being. They're bound to be a cause that's greater than anything else in the world. Praise God. Praise God. And I close in saying this. I heard John Kennedy say, In this generation we will place men upon the moon and we will bring them home again. In this de- decade he said. I heard that on radio. In ten years, he's saying, we're going to go to the moon. We're going to put men on the moon. They're going to walk and we're going to bring them back. The United States was challenged. There's nothing like being challenged with a great cause of some sort. Of having a true reason for whatever you're doing. They had to invent new metal because no metal that was in existence at that time could make the trip. They had to invent everything They had to discover what worked where and how. And it was from scratch. It seemed hopeless. The diviners of the great project began to take sections of discovery around to different companies and ferret it out and say, we want you to produce this. This, here are the plans. We can't tell you how, but we want you to do it. And into a plant in Los Angeles, California, there came a delegation of three experts with drawings under their arm. They called for the management of general dynamics there of that particular and said we're going to show you something and they rolled it out and we need this and we need it by such and such time you'll be well rewarded and this goes into the moon project because we're going to the moon and so General Dynamics in Los Angeles went to work it was from scratch it was the intense using of your mind. It was the conceiving. Formation. And giving birth. To something that had never existed before. Would you dare? Would you dare? And the whole plant changed. And there was an intensity. Intensity. There was no fussing now. There was an eagerness. There was no gripe about long hours. There was a volunteering to work to midnight. And late one night, a tired worker walked with his boss across the parking lot toward their cars, which happened to be parked quite near, and they said lawn on a vacant lot vacant parking lot and he was talking to the boss he said you know John I can't believe it but this is not the same place he said I look forward to getting here there's something that's driving every man in this company and he said these guys are coming up with stuff I didn't know was in them you know, that assignment, such and such, it looked hopeless that it could not be done. Old so-and-so took that, and he did it. I didn't know he could do that. And he said, this is a different place. The boss paused with one hand on the handle of his door, car door. He looked across the top of his car Hanging in the sky in the smog of Los Angeles was the moon. He pointed his finger at it and he said, The reason is that. All of our lives we looked at the moon and wondered, We're going. seen his star and we've come a lot of miles where is he praise God I am with a group of people that's going somewhere I can't give you many answers to the prophecy A lot of things I can't give you an answer. I don't want to talk about them. But there's some things I like to talk about. I've been talking about some of them today. We're going there. Let's go. Praise God. God bless you.
1: Let's praise the Lord. Let's stand and praise him. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 Let's just entertain his presence here just a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Let's, let's just pray here a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I want you to do me a favor, if you don't mind. If you receive what the elder has talked to us about, if you just kind of congregate right over here, kind of where Brother Chad's kneeling there praying, and you want to go, And you want to go, I want you to come just stand right there in that area. And I'm going to have the elder pray over you. Something to be imparted to you today. You've heard the word of God. You've been challenged. He's told you where we were, what we've come through, where we're standing. And now he's pointing to where we need to go. And if you're committed to that, regardless of what it costs you, and I want you to think about it, regardless of what it costs, the price, but I am committed to go to where that star leads me. Then you're in the right place at the right time. Oh, Hallelujah, Elder. If you just come back, I know you. You've got to go here in just a moment. But before you just.
0: My brethren, in Christ Jesus I greet you. I greet you under the shadow of the cross. Jesus Christ did not call me or you or anyone to paths of ease, but he called us to production, to creation. And I want us to pray that prayer that was important to him as he prayed through the night hours. The first priority. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Once again. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. 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 God! Praise God! Praise God! I wish today that I could commission you to beds of ease and to paths of pleasure. No, I don't. But I am happy that there is a path, my friend. Thank God that takes you somewhere. Amen. It goes somewhere. Praise God. And there's energy on that path. It may not be comfortable at times. But if we live with a purpose, it's all right. It's all right. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, today, I pray God's blessing upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ, today, I pray that your vision would be strengthened, heightened, made brilliant, overpowering. In Jesus' name, May it guide you, direct you, and lead you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 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 In Jesus, name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, We bind ourselves together today in Jesus' name. We belong to You, dear God, and to Your church in Jesus' name. We give ourselves to You, Lord, all over again, dear God. All that matters is You and Your will, dear God. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
1: Praise God. God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Let's rejoice in this today, shall we? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll be honest. This, Brother Ewing, is what I have envisioned. For the store to be, you have come, and this man has taken from the shells of his life experience and imparted things to you that you need to be equipped to go into that field of harvest. You need to know the cost and the process of bringing this church to where it's at right now. Don't hold it lightly. Don't hold it lightly. It is a precious commodity that people have paid deeply and dearly for. Especially Christ. Amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. Brother Pugh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Well, it's our honor to have you. It's our honor. Amen. We're going to get these DVDs and CDs out. Every young preacher needs to see and hear this and feel it. Amen. Everybody said amen. amen. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Very honored to have all of you here. We're not through. God's building this thing up for something. I promise you that. Amen. We'll take a break, a little lunch break, and then we're going to come right back in, and then Bishop Ewing's going to.